Hold on. It's about, it's to, get about real. to get real. Jenny Matthews is keeping it real about life, motherhood, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready to hear all about it. Life's ups and downs, mama drama, cool new finds, hot topics, pop culture, and more. Let's go. This is real. It's real. Is real. Real life. Hosted by Jenny Matthews. My words just before turning on the mics. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> What's up? It's been a hot second. I went on vacation, was at the beach, my happy place, my favorite place in the entire world. Is watercolor Florida. If you're not familiar, Seaside Florida. Did you ever see my friend Shaley's here tonight? Did you ever see the Truman Show? A long time ago, yeah. I never watched it, but everybody knows of Seaside Florida because of the Truman Show because it's where it was filmed. I don't remember that. And I never saw it. So well, there you go. There's just a reference in case people haven't been and want to know. But it is my happy place because it's the beach, but it's the beach without a lot of stuff to do. And after you know a chaotic year with two kids and a crazy life, I enjoy the idea of going to bed at nine o'clock. It's a great idea. How old are you? 150. <laughs> <laughs> Shaylee's here. Yay. Hey. Okay. My millennial friend. That's how you're, you're known to many. Yeah. Well, you know. How old are you? You know what? Don't worry about it. Shut up. <laughs> younger <laughs> younger than, than you. And I will always be younger than <laughs> you. you. That's all that really needs to matter. What you need to know is that we're more, I would say we're sisters. Yeah. We really sure. are. We've we've seen a lot. You've really been a part <laughs> of a lot of weirdness in my life. I'm pretty sure Shaylee's never going to have kids because of what no. she has seen. No, I actually got my tubes tied last week. <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. I do distinctly remember the one time you tried to ask me to stay after Miles, I think, threw up twice yeah. in the middle of the night. Matthew we were, was out of town. Matt was out of town. We were having drinks and just talking. Yeah, and weird. It was, I had to go. I'm looking on the monitor. Miles totally barfed, which is funny. My kids aren't pukers. No. Generally speaking, which is good because right. I'm not a real fan of puke myself. No. Um, But he did. He threw up in his crib, totally uh-huh. saw it all on the monitor. I was like, damn it. Uh-huh. So went up, cleaned him up. Came back down. I'm like, what did I say? I said, stay a little longer just in yeah, case Yeah, stay a little longer. And then, so I stayed and then did it again. I was like, whoa, look at the time. I'm out. I got to go. <laughs> I got I got things to do. Yeah, there was that. Well, Shaylee's been a part of um, well, my kids' entire lives. Yeah. Uh, Julianne's birth. I mean, you were there like five seconds after she was born. I mean, I basically delivered her. You basically did. I mean, I, I learned a lot about the human body while you were pregnant. You did. You really did. And, and there was a lot of things I don't think I ever needed to know. No. Mm-mm. I mean... No. Yeah, I'll stop. You I know. mean, all all props to any woman who is pregnant. Mm. That 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 does not sound fun. <laughs> that does not look fun. It's not. I it's not you. cute. I don't know why it's not people. Cute. It's not cute. <laughs> well, I don't know why people try to say, "Oh, I love being pregnant." That's a lie. I've never been pregnant, and that's got to be a lie. Let me tell you, there are women. I will go with you on this. Now, mind you, and I've told my infertility story, so everybody knows sure. I would have twenty five thousand babies if someone would give them all to me. I have Whew. had a really hard time. Okay, maybe not. But I had a really hard a time lot. having babies. Finally did, and I feel more blessed than you will ever know. However, I did not enjoy, and I felt like because I went through infertility, sure. I didn't have the right to complain about pregnancy at all. Right. And I had a, I had miserable pregnancies both times. I was nauseous 24-7 for nine months. And could have been all the Chick-fil-A we ate. Could have been the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> or I don't know. I would eat lunch at work, and then I would go through the McDonald's drive through after, because why not? No shame in that. Eat a snack. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah. But no, pregnancy was I, I didn't have that experience. But I know women who are like, oh, my God, I've never felt better. No, that's a lie. It's either a lie or God bless you, women. No, I either which way. That. Props <laughs> to you for doing it. Um, I, Props I, to you for doing it. I can't. I can't. I mean, just you the can. thought of, you will. Oof. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. You're actually let's get know. it. I wanted to bring this up anyway. Let's do it now. You were adopted. Uh huh. Yeah. So where were you born? I was born in India. Okay. And I came over, I was actually adopted from the moment I was born, but I didn't actually come to the States until July. Okay. So, so I mean, for four months. In March. Uh-huh. And then you were there for a few months. And then, yep. so did your mom know, she she intended to adopt from India or how did yeah. that all happen? Yeah. She just knew that's where she wanted to adopt. Uh, she found out that that is one of the countries that needed the most help at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and that's just kind of how it happened. But, I mean, from the moment I was born, she was aware of, hey, this baby was born. Not sure she's going to make it. And she was like, don't worry about it. I still want her. And then, you know, she got me. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you do you know anything about your birth parents? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a weird way to ask it because um, I don't know. So there was an orphanage that I was actually in, like, 
my my oh, whole in a legit orphanage. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah, for the first four months, that's where I was. And with that, the lady who ran it, like she was actually part of the adoption agency. So she was kind of the liaison between the the adoption agency and the orphanage. Well, with that, I mean, this woman is probably in her late 80s at this point. Um, she actually contacted me randomly my 26th birthday on Facebook. This. And it was very random. So anyway, she had always told my mom from day one this huge story about how I was adopted and about my birth parents. And um, just, it was almost too too much like a fairy tale. It was too much Cinderella-ish, mm-hmm. if you kind of get where I'm going. And we don't really know the to facts. To know nothing and then have this woman all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, no, we knew this from back then. Okay. But then when I reconnected with her on my birthday... She was very odd because when I brought that up, she said, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Had no recollection, had never heard this story before, mm-hmm. and then contradicted herself. So I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Have you ever done 23andMe? No, I haven't. And I, we were actually at an event together with a bunch of random um, doctors. It was at North Kansas City Hospital. Uh-huh. Oh, with yeah. Juliana Rancic. Oh, the... Um- Club Dub. Club Dub, yes. <laughs> we club we had really cool cups to show for we that. We used to call it Club Dub. Club Dub. And um, one of the surgeons, actually, I had asked her, because I was like, if anyone's going to know, it's going to be a surgeon, if that's legit or not. And right. she said, I don't know. I have my reservations. I Wasn't don't know. she Indian as yes. well? I feel like I yes. vaguely remember this. Yes. Yeah. And she had said, I don't know if it's really real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for someone like that to say it, I just don't know. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's definitely truth in it. Um, to 23andMe? Yeah. yeah. Or, or Ancestry or, or any, any of, of those. That. Yeah. But I just don't know if for me, if I'm ever going to find anything, mm-hmm. because we're talking international yeah. here. We're talking 20 some years ago. Like we're, we're not talking the last five years. Right. I don't, I don't know. And at the same time, then what's better? Do you know? Or do you not know? Do you? I guess. I guess my question is, and I ask a lot of these questions to you because you know, with my infertility journey, um, there was a great chance that we were going to adoption was going to be our our path to parenthood, right? Which is a wonderful path. I am not even ruling that out for for the future. Yeah, I would want my kids to get a little bit older just so they're a little more self sufficient, <laughs> right? And bring somebody else into the mix, but. I ask because I have questions about that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know from your perspective as an adopted child. You know, your mom is your mom. Is yeah, that, I, that's how Absolutely. I see you with your mom. I yeah, mean, there's that's your mom. Well, I mean, I've never known anything else. Right. I mean, I was four months old. I mean, does anyone remember the first three and a half months no. of your life? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. So she's the one that's loved you and raised absolutely. you. And, and so, I mean, as far even to say that I'm Indian is kind of weird for me to say yeah. because physically, yes, but everywhere else, I don't. I'm not part of the Indian culture. Right. I, I don't identify with that. I don't know anything about it. And not that it's... How could you? I how mean, could you I? weren't raised there. Right. right. And and my mom was always very good at um, getting me exposed to different kind of like Indian cultures. Like if there was a class or something, mm-hmm. I just was never into it. Yeah. It just... But it was also weird to me because I'm like, yeah, I, I am Indian, but I don't know any of this. But I'm this not. Isn't, right. This isn't my thing. Like, yeah. I don't... I don't know. Did you ever have... Because I feel like adopted children, um, many that I have known of do have that curiosity and it's maybe for some it seems to come around the high school mm-hmm. or college time of it just it's a time of curiosity anyway you know that they are curious about their birth parents or more want to know more about where they came from do, did you ever have that real burning desire to know I know when that lady came into your life you yeah kind of had some curiosity but that came to you I mean I, I did and mostly Honestly, it was in in like elementary school Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you think about it and you probably wouldn't even blink an eye at at this, um, you do all those kinds of projects of like, let's look at your family tree. Where are you from? Or who do you look more like? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have no clue. And now it's, I don't want to say adoption was always very um, closed by any means or not talked about, but it's much more of a topic now than it was when I was a kid. So it was just strange because- then you'd go present it and you're like, well, I don't really know who I look like. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. I, don't, I couldn't even guess. And so for that reason, I was always curious of, I don't know, who do I look more like? I think I would I'd have look, those curiosities. Yeah. I would want to see like, did I look like my mom? Yeah, or did because I... you and your mom look very much alike. Yeah. And I also see a lot of you and your dad. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Do I get my nose from my dad? Do yeah. I get my my mouth from my mom? I have no idea. Or siblings. Or si- well, and I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, I mean, I think, and and just it would be out or of even sheer curiosity. Yeah, and it would just be a curiosity thing. Do you know, I think I would. I'm a curious person like that. Yeah. I think I would just want to know. It, it's not like it would change my feelings no. about my parents or anything like that. And, and I know some people are very much on that train of, mm-hmm. um, no, this is my family now, and this is who I've lived with, and that's that's it. Like I don't want to know anything else. But I mean, I'm like you. I want. I, I would just want to know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as we are getting older, I would like to know for health reasons. Well, let's go into health reasons Ooh. since you brought that up. Okay, first of all, I need to like preface this with we're both, we're not good for each other. Um, you've Mm-mm. called me doctor on numerous occasions yeah. because, um, well, I do a lot of WebMDing. If she hasn't WebMDed it, I have. And so yeah. we'll ask each other pretty much to diagnose each other. We've had so many mysterious ailments over the years. For, for example, you call me when Julianne hit her head and said, do I need to take her to the emergency room? I'm like, well, what happened? Well, she hit her head on a soccer ball. No, Jenny, she's fine. She's fine. She's, she's just fine. I worried about that, though. You know I did. I know you did, and and that's not going to keep you up at night. Like, if that's the worst thing, you're okay. Okay, well, I promise good. you. But I did Look, she's that. really smart. Look what happened. <laughs> I needed that I verification, know, though, that I did not need to take that any no. further. Head injuries mm-hmm. freak me out. Moms, you get it. Um, but let's talk about that. So you were recently, um, she and a, a group of our friends go to a Mexican Monday yeah. every Monday night. And um, it's a ritual that you all do. And mm-hmm. I would love to attend, but I'm busy doing soccer mom stuff. So right. I can't ever go. Um, but, you know, you go to this same restaurant every week and mm-hmm. it's a, it's what you do. And you have your margaritas and you have your, you know, Mexican. It's honestly therapy. Totally therapy. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I love it. That. Mexican Monday. It's a great little thing. So. You, you've been doing this for a long time. You went last week, and uh, you almost died at the restaurant, girl. Okay, okay. I mean, to say that I almost died, you're, you're taking this it's a, a bit extreme. extreme. But bit it's extreme. what we do. I mean, I, <laughs> what I, was, happened? I was just sitting there, you know, having a, having a marg. And let me preface this, was I was not drunk. I was not wasted. I was not having too much tequila right. that night. I was like one and a half margaritas in, at the very most. Yeah. Like, not even No that. big deal, right. Nothing. And uh, I was just sitting there. We were all talking. Everything was normal. And then I said, guys, I don't really feel good. I just got this really weird feeling. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, what, what's wrong? What, that came out of nowhere. What, are you OK? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. I, I'm just really hot. And then that's the last thing I remember. Passed out at the table, uh-huh. head first on uh-huh. the table. Thankfully, well, a friend next to you she caught, caught my you. face. She caught my face. Oh, my God. But she said you were out for like 60 to 90 seconds, yeah. somewhere in that range. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I wasn't there. I'm glad. I mean, she, I was. Well, but. I'm glad she was there for you, girl, because if that had happened under my watch, what? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been slapping you like, get up. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very happy that didn't happen with you around because I feel like you would have just screamed and just ran around. Or cried or, or all, all of the above. I don't know. Although maybe, I don't know, in an intense situation, maybe you just act. I don't know. I don't think you would have. I think you would have just screamed. Panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) And then you would have passed out. Then it would have been a whole thing. Yeah, actually, that's pretty accurate. Anyway, she did. She caught you. She caught me. She calls nine. You're with the group. They call 911. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I was out. And uh, I wake up to laying in the booth. I was laying on the booth, you know, just like it was a normal, like, sleeping area. But um, laying in the booth, and uh, she was kind of smacking my face and, like, fanning me with this random fan i don't know where the fan came from yeah but um yeah and i was like oh my god what happened this is so embarrassing and i hear everybody talking and i'm like okay what just what just, what happened? just happened and uh she just said you just passed out i i don't know what's had going you, on and had you ever passed out before oh yeah yeah not Did from you? tequila okay well, <laughs> well it was on well, an airplane right actually yeah, yeah it was I mean, on an airplane yeah. and um it was almost the exact same situation but we also figured because i was also sick and you know when you have like sinus issues and you're on a plane, like it just magnifies it totally. a million times. And so they always chalked it up to, um, I actually passed out while we were on the descent, while we were landing in LA. Mm-hmm. And so they always chalked it up to, well, you were probably in just so much pain, you passed out because of the pain. Wow. So didn't even, and I, we came home and we ran every heart test and brain scan you could possibly imagine and everything was fine. And your blood work was all good. Totally fine. They couldn't find one thing wrong. We've diagnosed her. We think she's yeah. got, no, did we say it was hypothyroidism? Hypo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah. To be continued. I'll find you out next be, week. Yeah. And if anybody has any info on that or experiences in life about that, please message me at JennyMatthewsOnAir.com because um, 
you know, we're all about like community medical advice. <laughs> I mean, but I really think that's what it is because everyone always makes fun of me that how are you cold? It's 90 degrees out. I'm always cold. Yep. No matter what, I always have a sweatshirt in my car or a blanket or one not far from where I am because I'm always cold. It, it can take just the slightest chill and I'm freezing yeah. for the next hour. I mean, I've seen you, we've worked together off and on and um, you walk around the halls with a, with a blanket wrapped uh-huh. around you and I'm like, okay, I mean, it's it's chilly in here, but yeah. it's not blanket worthy. And right. You, and you're I in a tank top you. and yeah. I'm... I'm yeah sitting there with my teeth chattering. Yeah, um, so I, I hope that's what it is. I because do too. We've decided that it's just a pill that can help you and mm-hmm. regulate it, and you'll be fine. So, and I did do some research. There is some um, something to do with like different diet changes and like kind of going more uh, whole foods yep. and just very clean eating, mm-hmm. which is you know what I probably should be doing, but. You're not, (laughs) but you could be. Listen, Mexican Mm. is not technically a clean eating food, but... Whatever. Roll with it. Listen, girls gotta live. Girls gotta live. Girls gotta enjoy YOLO. But I (laughs) passed out... Did you say YOLO? I did, because I'm I'm (laughs) hip like that, girl. I'm hip like that. (laughs) Okay. Um, I love her because she just is not afraid to tell me exactly how it is or what a nerd I am. I love it. We really do have a very sisterly relationship. It's very true. It's very true. I passed out one time. Um, I was in... Maybe like fourth grade ish. Okay. And we had been outside swimming and then running around and, and jumping on the trampoline and swimming. We were just like cold and then hot and cold. It was really hot outside. Do you know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like that back and forth. And like now I, I think about it and I think, I wonder, I don't even know what I ate that day. Did I even eat enough that day? Was I dehydrated? I don't know. I feel like back when I grew up, like nobody knew, nobody really, you know, I look at the way I take care of my kids and make yeah. sure. You know what I mean? That they have all the things they need and that yeah. everything's good with them every day. I don't really feel like anybody did that for me. Well, so you know, has three kids running around. Yeah. She kind of had a, I'm going to defend your mom for a second. Yeah, I can. I mean, because from what I understand, you were kind of like Miles. A little bit. <laughs> a little crazy. It's all right. Listen, I'm just that. saying, if you had three Miles running around, you'd be tired too. Okay, fine. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. I got you. But I remember um, that I was upstairs and um, actually it was with my, my dad and my stepmom. So, well, whatever. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. there were all these kids running around. So I'm, I remember that I was standing in front of a dresser and you know how like the bottom of some furniture, some dressers are like scalloped, the uh-huh. wood is kind of scalloped. Yeah. And I remember that my feet, I had no shoes on and my feet were under the dresser. I just, I because re- I had my, my arms like on the top of the dresser and my feet were under the dress. You know what I mean? Does that make sure. sense? Sure. And there was a mirror above it and she was braiding my hair. And I remember as she was braiding my hair, uh, I had obviously, I had never felt lightheaded before. I'd never passed out before. So I had no idea what, what that, what that even meant. Yeah. But I can remember to this day standing there and thinking, Wow, my head feels like cotton balls. I remember having that like cotton distinct balls. thought, which is would be lightheadedness, but I didn't have a sure. way, you know, to figure out what that meant. And that's the last thing I remember. She says that I went just straight down, just like didn't even bend, just fell flat, you know, on my back. Oh on my the floor. gosh! Yeah, and um, I don't know how long I was out, but the next thing I remember was probably like you. I remember my dad coming up and he was fanning me and, and banging on my arms and like mm-hmm. trying to get me to, you know, wake up. And then I kind of, I have, I have memories of him um, pat, like pat, hitting me on the back and walking down the steps and just try, going outside, getting some fresh air. And then we went to Pizza Hut for dinner. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I think I was completely fine after that. So, so it was just like, okay, whatever. Jenny was, passed out. No big deal. Yeah. But that's what's so funny. Like if my kids passed out, I would have, you know me, girl. I would either they be been in Children's Mercy children's like five Mer- minutes ago. You know that. Like, yeah. I mean, and I think it's because I am a little crazy. I'm, a little bit little bit but I also think it's just so funny the way that I parent versus the way I was parented but it's a different time but it was a different time I mean you didn't know of all the things it could be you didn't have WebMD to Google thank God I can't imagine eight-year-old Jenny googling her symptoms I would have been because I've had been an anxious mess my entire life so I would have so this would that would have made you a more of an anxious mess probably so that's probably really good the other fainting story wasn't me it was my sister and I don't know I you know what? I do know why she passed out now. She had, um, we'd gone shopping that day and she, when and was she this? fell. Oh, she was in high school. Okay. So whatever. She, but she had fallen. I remember that she fell at this shopping mall or whatever. And she had, um, and I, the reason I remember she had on these adorable guest overalls. They were okay. very, very hip at the time. Mm-hmm. And she fell and she actually like cut the overalls and you know, I was bummed for her. Cause I was like, well, there's a really mm. cute. Now they're, you know, have a hole in it or whatever. Anyway, priorities. So we get, we have priorities. I have another story about that. Anyway, we get we we get home. She takes a shower, and I think when the the hot water or the soap or whatever got into where she was cut from mm-hmm. falling, I, I think that it sparked pain, and mm-hmm. then it caused her. She fainted in the shower. 
Oh my God. Scary as that. That is scary. I remember hearing the thump and, and just not knowing what was going on. And I remember my mom freaking out and trying to get the, you know, the little key off to unlock the bathroom door oh, and get sure. in. And, you know, she got her and she was fine. Oh my God. That's terrifying. No, but I was, thinking, I was talking about being stupid about clothes or priorities or whatever. Right. I broke my arm in second grade. This is, this is we're going to call what? this episode Jenny's medical history. <laughs> I broke my arm in second grade. Oh my God. We were roller skating and a boy named Wade Shank actually rolled over my arm and broke it. Wait, so you were already, you had already fallen because you were clearly on the ground. Shut up. Wade Shank ran over my arm. Wow, that's really rude. Totally rude. I had on my favorite purple sweater with a lace collar. Of course you would remember what you were wearing. Go to the ER and they have to cut the sleeve, you know, to get my arm. And I remember, I didn't even care that I broke my arm. I was devastated because they cut my purple sweater. You know what that... (sighs) You've been holding on to that for a long time, haven't you? (laughs) Heads filled with a lot. I know, I know. But you know, I, what's really funny is as as anxious as you are and so uh, quick to diagnose any ailment, your kids aren't like that. Not your at kids all. aren't like that at all. I've seen Julianne. I've I've watched her at plenty of soccer games, yeah. and girls tough. Yeah. Like oh, she can take so, a hit. Now, so as long as she doesn't look at you, because you'll be over there going, "Oh my God, is she okay?" Is, and then do she I need to take me like, "Do I need to be worried?" No, no. no that's why I'm fine. there to tell her, "No, you're fine. Just go back out there." She is Matthew, and my, I will say Miles has a little bit of my anxiety. I, I don't think it's necessarily the health anxiety, no, but he no. has some of my um, irrational fears. <laughs> I think, but. But she is definitely Matthew. She's tough. And Matthew is how he's married to me, girl. You know this. You ask yourself this every day. How is he married to me? Because I mean, I don't ask myself that every day. Well, you but. know, when you're, whenever you're around him, I should say. I feel like there's a lot of eye rolling amongst the two there's, of you. <laughs> I mean, I just, I get him. I understand why yeah. he is the way he is. But yeah. I'm, I don't quite understand. I mean, the man is the cleanest person I've ever met in my entire me life. Too. And he still deals with you going to the ER at three in the morning because your tooth hurt and you were feeling weird that day. Yeah, I mean, stuff happens. I He's, God bless him, is all I can I mean, say. That's true. But, I don't know uh, where you would be if you didn't have him. I don't either. Oh my gosh, my dating history, we've talked about this before. Uh, uh, briefly, because I don't like to <laughs> go there of, too deeply. Kind oh. of. You don't like to divulge as much, which is not really fair. And I feel like we should probably dig into that a little Ooh, bit. We could. We can we, dig in a, li- a little bit. I mean, I, you know what enough. I don't. What? Who? Like, what kind of guys did you date in high school? I feel like you had a I very. Didn't. You didn't. No, you I was. I I was very. Um. I mean, I played soccer my entire life, and I played in high school, and that was just my life. I didn't do anything else. I really wasn't, and I think my mom also terrified me so much of like showing up at a party one time, mm-hmm. or just she just had that fear in me that I was like paranoid. I didn't want to be that person that brings yeah. down the party. Um. But I, I never really did any of that. I just, that wasn't really my interest. I don't know. Like, it was school, it was soccer, and that was pretty much it. And you're a good girl. That's I, good yeah, for you. I was kind of boring, though. You know what, though? In hindsight, and, and especially now as a mom raising up, in particular, a daughter, Yeah. I, I want her to really just be that and do that. Because yeah. here's the thing, you know, play your sports. Be all about you, you know? Mm-hmm. Get, Go to the dances even with your girlfriends in a group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like you have the rest of your life to find someone. Totally. And to be in a relationship. And I was completely opposite. But I, this all stems from my dysfunctional childhood. My parents were divorced. And, like, I was very insecure about myself. And I, I felt like I needed a boyfriend to sure. have validation. And, you know, so for me, it was there were different reasons behind it. But I wish. I mean, I don't often, like, wish I could go back and change things because I do believe everything makes you who oh, you totally. are. Oh, totally. You know, and honestly, honestly, I guess I wouldn't change it because it led me to Matthew and right. whatever. But I definitely... Um, Oh, I was very interested in having a boyfriend and I not even because I necessarily they that I I loved this person or liked this person, it was somebody. Yeah. It's so sad when I say it because I know that there are lots of women that right now are in maybe in that situation. Sure. And I don't want Julie Ann to ever be in that situation. I want her to be totally self you're one of the most independent, self reliant, self assured people I've ever met. Well, thank you. But I actually feel like Julianne's gonna end up more like that. Like, like more you? like me Good. than because she's fine to do her own thing. She is. She's fine to hang out with people, but she she's good with just being on her on her own. If yeah. someone doesn't want to play with her, I've seen it. She's cool. She, she can do it on cool. her own, and she's fine with that because if she, I don't know. I, I love that about her though because she too. can do she can do whatever she wants, and she doesn't have to follow that crowd. And even with friends, like I wanted to be. I mean, it wasn't like I strived to be in the like super popular group or anything like that. It wasn't really necessarily that. But I, I totally o- picture you as like like every teen movie like you're you're totally that like prom queen miss popular that everyone wants to talk to and hang out with and that's 
kind of how I feel like you were in high school. Oh my god. Which is so also fun. why I feel like we would not have been friends in high school. I feel like we wouldn't have been friends in high school only because I couldn't play sports to save my life. Right. And to be honest with you, I had envy over those girls. Like, really? Oh, I wanted to be, I tell Jules all the time, I go, do you know how cool it is? You can play soccer, like you can play golf, you can do all these things. I couldn't do any of it. Not to go completely off subject here, but did she watch the World Cup at all? Oh yeah, we. I'm watched. sorry, we're totally changing subjects this here. This is but. why I love the podcast because we just go from A to B. Um, loved it. I even watched it. And how did you watch all the games? Was that I watched the final? I watched the last okay. game. Yeah. Okay. You know me. I jump on everything at the on the I'm on, on the, the van very wagon on last there. thirty seconds of the game. She's like, Oh yeah, this is so good. We did like, this with basketball. Yeah. Yeah. She sends like, me a text. In. I'm I'm so rooting for for the Raptors, and I'm like, Who? What? <laughs> Do you know who the Raptors are? Not really, but I like their uniforms. Okay. Is that so, seriously why girl, you picked it? Maybe I don't. know. No, it is. They were the underdogs, I think. Right? They were. I usually it was do Golden root for the State and, and the Raptors. I think I usually root for the underdogs. I do. <sighs> Jesus. But no, the women's. Oh my gosh. Amazing. That was amazing. And um and then I sent you a story. Because you know how then I'm all in. Like once yeah. I'm into something, then I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um I found a story. Remind me her name though. I Megan Rapino. Yes. Who's like the most um visible player. She's the one that has the short hair and usually it has a color in it. Uh yeah. She had purple for this this uh World Cup. Yeah. She um, so I read an article. I think I found it through ESPN. Why I found it? Through Why were you I, on I, ESPN? Girl, she watch this girl watches ESPN like on the regular. <laughs> I don't. I've Googled something and that came up. Like I don't know. But what anyway, were you Googling to get to ESPN? I, I probably was Googling her name just to see what her you okay, know that makes more, more about sense. her or something like that. But this article came up and it was actually a beautiful article. You read it as well. I did, and it made me cry because it reminded me a lot of my brother. Um, her brother is was a heroin addict and mm-hmm. in prison in and out his entire life. I mean, it was so reminiscent of my brother that I think I just was really very parallel related to that. Um, but that he was watching the game um, or would watch all the games. And while he was incarcerated and mm-hmm. was so excited, like to t- tell the other inmates, like this is my sister, you know, and rooting yeah. hard, but that she ultimately, it was her that has, you know, has changed his heart about wanting to really dive into sobriety because you know, he's like, if my sister can can be all this, I, I can, you know, do this. It was a heartwarming It, it was story. a really good article, but that's just kind of, I love the fact that she's taking that stand. Um, and I mean, not to get political here, that's not what this is. No, we don't. But, but she has just put her foot down with certain things. And I just love the fact that she is able to, because the first World Cup that I was really diehard into was the 99. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that they always reference with with Mia Hamm and Brandy Chastain. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. And like how Brandy Chastain whips her jersey the, the, off. And the I remember. Bra. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember how much of a story that was. Forget the point that they just won the World Cup. Yeah. But it was more about she took her shirt off. Well, right. Who cares? Right. I mean, really, who cares? But I just love the fact that she's using her platform to. I don't know. Just really do good. And I don't know if you did. You watch any of the parade today? I did not. Okay, so they had uh, the ticker tape parade in uh, New York City today, Mm -hmm. which was so cool because no other Women's World Cup team, and they've won it now four times, has ever gotten that. That's That's huge for that sport and um, for that team specifically. But she had this awesome speech, and it was just about we need to be better. Everyone listening to this, everyone here, there, whether you agree with me, you don't agree with me, Mm -hmm. we need less hate. We need more love, more acceptance. Yep. And it was one hundred percent. I don't even care where you are on the political spectrum. No, we're it does not, not matter. Here. No, but I it's not political that. at all. Like, yeah. and she just went into, and I think she almost had her brother kind of in the back of her mind when she's thinking about all this because I know you've even said multiple times with 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 his addiction, you always kind of felt like it looked bad on you or yeah, your family. family, and oh well, he's just an addict or whatever. And I know people have said that, yep. but there's so much more than that. And look what her brother did. He turned it around, and he's now sober, and he's just doing the best he can. And yeah, it's it's later in his life, but he was able to do it because of his little sister. I was really happy, like you said, using her platform for the greater good on, on several issues, but that one in particular really made me happy because um, there is such stigma with addiction. I got really involved with a group called Shatterproof um, yeah. over the last couple of years, and one of their biggest things is breaking the stigma yep. of addiction because I remember as growing up, you know, having an addicted brother. He was an addict from childhood, I mean, from teen years on. So it's like my whole life I've had Mm -hmm. an addicted brother. You know, people say, oh, how many siblings do you have? And I always, it was always, you know, I've got a couple, but this is the deal. And my brother's, you know, in prison or whatever it was. I mean, there was always something. Anyway, for her to open up about that and to be so public about that, it means a lot. I know not just to me, but to other families with addicts, because there is stigma. I always felt like people looked at our family like, ooh, what's wrong with, 
What's wrong? What with did that they? Thing? What did they do wrong? What did those parents do? Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, my my parents are good people. We're good yeah. people. You know, he addiction is a disease, and mm-hmm. I will stand by that till the day I die. And that I believe he was predisposed. You know, to sure. unfortunately, I mean, if he had never tried anything, maybe he could have been okay. That's why my sister uh, won't. She won't even like. I'll have a cocktail. Yeah. She won't even have. A oh, cocktail. really? She's never had. I don't think that she's ever had alcohol or, really? or anything. Yeah. Because she's just absolutely terrified that she will, you know, will also be predisposed and that she'll like it too much. And I respect that. You know, yeah. I, I think it's probably a little dramatic on her part. I think that, you know, if you have maybe a strong enough mindset about it going into it, I can't sure. imagine. But I don't know. What do I know? So, I mean, it, it could be, it could be anything. Yeah. But I mean, if, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a cocktail here and there, especially mm-hmm. on Mondays, but, um, it's it's not but my it's life take either. it or leave it. I'm with yeah, you. I, I'm with you. I mean, here and there, if I'm with people, I'm never one. To, I, I, I'm such a bad millennial that way. I mm-hmm. don't sit at home and drink wine. Yeah, I don't. Everyone talks about it. I, I just don't do it. I, I don't do it either. I mean, you know me. I'm a beer girl anyway. But no, I mean, I'll have, and like I said, I'll have a beer. There's certain foods I really like at the taste of it with and stuff like that. Sure. But I, and again, socially, I think it's it's nice. It's relaxing. Yeah. I, but I could take it or leave it. It's not. We've had plenty of nights where there was no alcohol involved <laughs> and people would have thought that we were drunk, oh. but we're, I mean, we really won't. Often. We're, no, in fact, it's so funny. So be, before I had kids, I feel like, you know, we could hang and do whatever. Then I had Julianne and we really didn't let that stop us because no. Matthew traveled for his job a lot. We would end yeah. up inevitably at Target, which is so surprising. Um, <laughs> or Hobby Lobby. Or Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Hob Lobs. Oh my gosh. And then we crafted the invitations for her first. Oh, those were epic. Her first birthday party, peace, love, and fun. Julianne is turning one. I mean. Whipped up all the invites. Who We had a lot of crafting. I don't know. We've had a lot of crafting in our our lives. But um, yeah. Well, we just hit a lot of topics there. Let's see where we are time-wise. 30 minutes in. Wow. Can we talk celebrity gossip for a little bit? Just kind of lighten it up a little bit? Listen. Okay. Shawn Mendes is coming to town. Yeah. And I don't want to sound creepy, but he's super hot. Yeah. And I'm a little jealous of Camila Cabello. Not going to lie. So they are a thing. Well, I mean. I mean, she didn't text me and tell me that, but I mean, well, I feel like they, I feel like they are. You can only hold hands with someone so many times be, and be photographed that way without it. We're just friends. Intimate, intimate in a booth, I believe it was, uh, like a Sunday night, late night dinner or something like that. But can mm. I also tell you they were on the same side? Hmm. Same side booths. That, that weirds me out. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest too. I'm not I doing can't. that. Yeah. No, I mean, have you and Matthew ever sat on the same side booth just together uh-uh. on date night? No. That's weird. Like, I want to talk to the person across <laughs> from me, not next to me. No offense if anybody ever does that who's no, listening. I just think it's weird. No, like, I, why I'm do you do that? You. I, I don't, I'm not comfortable doing it either. I feel like it would be, I don't know, a little bit like get out of my space. Right. Although, I don't know. Like, now having kids, I'm always like, everyone get away from me. Like, everyone sit at a different table. Can I sit by myself at this table? I mean, that wouldn't look weird there's at all. that. Not at all. No, but I do think that, so they've been photographed together a little bit. I kind of think maybe there's a little thing going on there. Um, and did you know the I Can Treat You Better song? Was supposedly written about her? No. Yeah. Oh, so he wanted her... Way back when. Way back when. Okay, and then I thought she was in a relationship with somebody else as of recently. And she wouldn't mention who it was. I think she went through this whole yep. thing about how she wants to keep her private life private. Yep. Apparently that didn't go down very well. well. apparently not. Apparently not when you're, not. you know, photographed holding hands with said person. And there's that. Taylor Swift, can we dig into this a little bit? Sure, because I'm wearing the t-shirt. Well, you are. And I, you know, I know you share my, and you have your fearless tattoo oh, yeah. on your yeah, foot on display. No, I think we could say we're equal Taylor fans. like just But not in a weird way in case she's listening. Not at all. I mean, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> we're already past Maybe just that. a little bit. Yeah. Um, big fans of Taylor. And ooh, uh, this whole thing that went down over the past couple of weeks in a nutshell, in case you're not familiar, although the story's been everywhere, um, her catalog of music was owned by Big Machine Records, who is the label that signed her, let's be honest, the reason that she's famous at all. Right. I'm sure when she was 15 years old and signed with Big Machine that she probably did sign her life away because she wanted to get a deal. And that's, unfortunately, the the record uh, record companies probably take a little bit of advantage of that. But on, on the other hand, I mean, they've got to make money. It's a business. And... But I don't think anyone could have predicted that she was going to be Taylor Swift. Like this massive. I mean, to have the career that she's had for anybody. I mean, outside of like a Mariah Carey or something, like that just doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, they probably just, it was a standard contract that they probably give to everybody. I mean, honestly. It probably was. Because like you said, who would have ever predicted that she would be as big as that she is? So anyway, so that was, gosh, how many years ago? I don't remember. She was, uh, what, 14? I think when she signed, 14 or 15, 15. either which way, um, she just turned 30. 30, She's going to be 30 this year. So there you go. 
And obviously, we've all seen what we've, her career has done. Yeah. She's done the whole country thing and then became a huge pop star and whatever. So anyway, she... Um, and I and I did think it was weird that she got out of her big machine contract and signed with another label like back in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I did think that was kind of odd because I thought, oh gosh, I thought she was pretty loyal to them, but whatever. Right. And she didn't say much. I think she put out a public statement that, you know, it's been so lovely working with you and just moving on to try something different. It's, it just sounded like it was a very amicable parting and whatever. Well, and it sounded very easy to believe also because she went to pop. Yeah, big machine totally. is predominantly country totally so that's not that big weird. deal like no one thought anything of it no and i even think big machine um what's his name i'm like having a Scott 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 put out a uh you know a note at that time too just wishing her well and blah blah, blah. sure so fast forward and then she's got this new album coming out and she's you know got a couple of songs on the radio and um she's everything's positive and rainbows and butterflies literally mm-hmm. and then she puts out on tumblr a blog that was scathing <laughs> toward Scott Borchetta toward Scooter Braun. If you don't know who Scooter is, he's Justin Bieber's manager mm-hmm. and uh, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande. I'm trying to think who else he represents, but some big. I mean, those are the big, big ones. Names. Those are the big ones. And apparently, the long story short is that Scooter purchased her entire catalog of music. Yeah. How much was it? I forget now. It was like 200 million or something like I that. I think it was even higher. I thought it was like 300 or something. For I some reason, it's right. like 300. It wasn't quite four, but either which way, it was a lot of money. Hundreds of millions of yes. dollars. Taylor puts out this blog and basically says, um, I was never given the opportunity to purchase my catalog of music. That bothered me because I thought as the artist, I mean, you you can say no, or you might not be able to afford it or whatever, but I feel like that first right should go to the artist. Absolutely. I, that makes complete sense Absolutely. to me. And as long as Scott Borchette is getting his money, who does he care? You know, yeah. why does he care who has it? So that bothered me. Um, I will say though, and I lo- and this is I love Taylor Swift. Like I got to preface it with that, preface it with that. But she, I felt like it was a little bit whiny. I did. I felt like her her blog was a. a I guess I didn't know what she was trying to get out of it. It was very much, you know, Scooter Braun has done nothing but attack me and been nasty to me and bully mm-hmm. me over the years, and now he owns my my. Um, you know, catalog of music and Scott, you knew how mean to me he was to me and you let him buy it anyway. And it was kind of a, I guess I didn't understand like why she was sharing all of that so right. publicly. I could understand if behind the scenes she was shooting off an email to him or something like that, but it was very public and she knew obviously with her platform, it was going to go everywhere. Everybody would Now know. granted, I'm not on a first name basis with these people. I don't know I them feel personally. Like I, am. I feel like a I am, little. but I also got to be honest. I just don't really know with Scooter to me ever since I mean, not even the first year or two with Biebs. I don't even know when it was, but he's always seemed a little slimy to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that being said, I almost wonder if something, if he was planning on almost making it like a ha-ha, look what I got, and putting it out on social of, like, dangling the carrot of, look what I got. And that I bothers got. me. And that's that's what I almost feel like, because Taylor, I mean, we've seen, I mean, she's been, she grew up in front of the media. Yeah. She, she's been through some stuff. And she's always, to my opinion, for the most part, really taken the high route. She's always had a very calculated, very kind, very much more mature for her age ever response that she's ever had. 100% agree. So for something like that, like you said, whiny, and I kind of see what you're saying. I guess that's a bad, I don't really mean it in that derogatory of a word. No, but I, I know what you're saying. Just... Like why are, you put, why are you airing your dirty laundry here? It just seemed a little. Not, it seemed unusual for her. Right, exactly, and that's why I almost feel like maybe Scooter was planning something. Yeah. Maybe he was going to do some big social media something. I don't know what, and and almost just show everybody. Look, I've got everything of Taylor's. What do you want for it? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I don't know what he was going to do. I don't know Scooter. I don't know if he is going to do anything, but I could see why she would have that response and she has to get it out before he does. Well, and if he indeed bullied her, which she had, when she put that uh, blog up, she put a picture of, it was like Justin Bieber was FaceTiming with Scooter, I think Kanye West, and I don't even know who else was in it. And uh, I think it was Scott. Uh, oh, was it Scott? It might have been. No, it wasn't Scott. No, because her whole point in, the, in posting what she, the picture, because Justin had put that picture up on his Instagram page yep. and had captioned it, what's up, Taylor? Like yep. almost like, Hey, it's all the people that talk about you behind your back. Right. I mean, it was just kind of a nasty, you know. Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? So, I don't know. Maybe so. It was maybe it was just proof that you know, maybe he maybe he did bully her over the years or talk badly to her or about her over the mm-hmm. years. I don't know. And so I can understand from that whole just emotional aspect, like how, yeah. how pissed she was that now yeah. this guy owns my stuff. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? 
I can tell. I get that. I think it was just so untailor like, uncharacteristic of her to really air it like that because I can see how people would think it was a little bit quote whiny. Don't know if that's the right word. Um, on the other hand, I mean, her. You know, the Taylor fans, man, they were to her defense. Now I'm bothered by the fact that like so now of course I started following everybody. I follow Scooter, follow <laughs> you know. This Big was Machine. all a big ploy just to get more followers. Just to get more followers, I firmly believe. Do you want to fight? We could probably get more fo- followers. We totally can. Let's do it right now. <laughs> no. no one will believe that. Not at all. So lame. <laughs> um, but I but I watch now Scooter. I mean, he can post a picture of his wife or oh, and she got in the mix too. Oh wife, yeah, she did. She started. You know, she posted a whole thing. He can post anything. He can post a picture of his like adorable child and the comments. If you read the comments, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, people are going nuts and they're and they're bullying him now. I think what I don't like about the whole thing is it's turned into this. It's really just encouraged bullying all the way around. But that that's kind of where I feel like social media is at uh, right now. Period. Agree. I mean, I just recently took a social media break mm-hmm. for two weeks and I thought I was going to die and I didn't. I mean, I well, really wasn't. This is big. Let's talk about that. So you got off of it. Um, for t- two weeks, and you're a person that was on it twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. I mean, it was my, even part of your job at one point. It, it was, mean. and and just to not have it even in my hand, my phone not in my hand, felt like I was missing a limb. Yeah, I didn't know what to do without it, and I was like, this is not healthy. And I mean, I would I would check Facebook, scroll Instagram, scroll Twitter, scroll back to Instagram, scroll, and then put it down, and then go. I'm kind of bored. I'm going to see something else. And with all within a 30 second window. And I'm like, that, I got to I got to stop because what happens. And I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty fairly decent, confidently confident person. But looking at Instagram, I mean, you're looking at the highlights. Yep. Let's just be honest, people. You're not looking at the real life. Yep. You're not. And I had to step away because it was just getting too much. It was too much comparison. It was too much. I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't need to see it. I've got my people. I've got my friends. You know who you are and I what know, you've got. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, you know, yeah, I might miss a few pictures here and there, but I'm going to be, I think I'll be okay without it. Yeah. And after two weeks, I was like, you know, the only, I'll tell you the only reason I even got back on it. Um, and I was off completely of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and really Snapchat too, mm-hmm. which I don't hardly use anymore. But um, the only reason I got back on was because I'm like, and I miss just seeing pe- what like what people are doing in a daily life that don't live in Kansas City, that mm-hmm. don't live here. So that was the only reason I just got back on, just because I was just curious to see pictures. And Do you kind of feel like you're back in the, the rut of it, though? Do you feel not like you're... Not really. Good. I'm really not that on, uh, even on it that much. Like, maybe if I'm bored, I'll get on it, but mm-hmm. I'm not nearly on it as much as I was. I know it's an addiction that I don't think any of us want to totally admit because it's embarrassing. Like, I get it embarrassed is. if I look at, oh my gosh, that thing that shows you your screen time. Oh, I shut that off for a reason. Stop <laughs> it. Tell me how to shut mine off. It makes me have anxiety. I'm like, oh my gosh, I suck as a human being. No, what's it, really bad is when you're scrolling and it's like, you have no new posts. And it's like, oh God, I've reached the end. <laughs> I've reached the end. I've reached the end. There's no new stories to look at. Whatever. No, it's true. It's such an addiction. And I... Like a lot of times, I don't really know what I'm looking for. I love when I come across something amazing, you know, and But how often story. does that really well, happen? I mean, not that often. Right. You know, most of the time, and to be honest with you, I have a lot of um, listener, radio listeners who yeah. follow, and thank you for following me. And I, I actually, I've gotten so where I'm kind of invested in some people's lives. They don't even know, they don't even know that I am well, following. That's closely. not creepy at all. Seriously. But there's like a, a Facebook follower who just recently lost her husband, and I'm just, I'm devastated for her. I don't know her. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I'm, de- I'm like devastated for her. So I keep kind of following her updates and stuff. And I guess that's a, I guess that's a good thing. You know, it's another yeah. person praying for your family or whatever. But sure. You know, I, I, I know sometimes I just wish it didn't exist at all. Sometimes I think about getting off of it altogether because I think I've got this podcast. If anybody's interested in what I'm doing, I mean, mm-hmm. I can talk about it or whatever. But there are times, you know, you want to share a cute picture, or, you yeah. know. For, for me, my kids mostly is what I post about stuff like that. But. Well, and during those two weeks that I was off of it, I did notice there were several times where I'd go to grab my phone to get the, oh my God, this is happening. Instagram story needs to see it. No, let's be honest. No one really cares about the smoothie I just made. No but, one cares. But we get so wrapped up in the minutia. Is that a big word I just used there? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can you say that again? Woo. I can't even because I don't even know if I said it right. <laughs> but the truth is, <laughs> the truth. do you ever do that? Like I'll do that where I'll use a word or I'll write a word and I'll be like, Am I using this right? And I'll actually have to, I need Google, to Google the Google definition. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll feel really smart when I'm saying it. And then I'm like, right. I can't even use that right. No, but you know, it's true. We get to, 
you know, or even if you're at a concert, I, I look at everybody. I'm guilty of it too. Having your phone up at a concert, mm-hmm. Can we just turn it off and watch the concert. And I'm guilty of it. I'm not calling anybody out. I do it too. It's stupid. Well, <laughs> and I think it was a couple of years ago. wasn't Wasn't it Kevin Hart that said no phones at his show? I was at that show. Yes. Okay. So and that, ca- they kicked somebody out in our oh, row. They did. Oh yes, there was somebody in our row. And I well, when you see one glowing light yeah. of, uh, in a sea of darkness, I can see why but they you know got what's kicked funny? out. They were on it because that per- I watched it all happen. They got it out for like one second, and who knows? I mean, look as a mom. I'm terrified to go anywhere without my phone if the kids right. are home with a sit, you know, a sitter or something like that. And for those reasons, like phones are great, you know, or even sure. if you're on the road, you get a flat tire, you know, you have your phone for safety. But, right. the, but the, the real deal is we grew up without phones and we survived and everything's mm-hmm. fine. Like we'd be fine again. But well, at my job now, I actually have to use a landline and I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> what, what? I actually had to sit there and I the one uh, wall, I have three walls and one giant window. So everyone can look and see what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope no one's watching me try to figure out how to do this because yeah. I haven't used a landline since I was probably 12. Seriously. I mean, truly, because I'm I'm sitting there looking at it like oh, and it wasn't even one that even has like the buttons over here and the ringer over right. here like it's the old school like i don't even know what you would call it but it's just the clunky phone yes yeah it's like the the dream phone that's what i can equate it to <laughs> and i'm looking at it i'm like oh my god so, so i just like hit the numbers right okay yeah there, i don't have so to hit funny. another button i think i'm good but you know what's kind of cool that you have to use that at work is that you're not tempted because i'm sure you're like me where i'll get on to make a call and then i start scrolling something i'm like why did i get on the phone in the first right. place mm-hmm. constantly story yeah. of my life and that's the other thing is i'm so busy at work now i don't I mean, not that I wasn't busy before, but I don't have to get into my phone yeah. nearly as much. So, I mean, I might check Facebook here and there, but I think I think you had even asked me about the Scooter Taylor story, and I'm like, I have no idea. I haven't. I, well, that's true, because actually that happened when you were on your detox, yeah. so you didn't even really probably see much about no, that. No, because I mean, I would rely on social media to make that a headline on Facebook or whatever it is, and yeah. I didn't see it because without that, I don't just randomly go to Google and look at the news. Right. Because I'm like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. I'll hear it from somebody. Do you know, even news, Um, I for a little while, I was a little bit of overly obsessed with the news. You know, Whoa, what? I, Hold I, on. Well, you know, you know me. I, it would be, trust me, it was during a trial or something. Because you know how I am was. with my obsession with true crime and trials and all that. So Which I want to dig into that in another podcast, Oh my God, way. that's a whole other podcast. But the truth is, I, I there are certain stories that, um, you know, I will, that'll catch my attention and then I'll, I'll really get, you know, I have to see every news report and whatever so there's times where I'm really deep into the news but I would say in the last six months to a year I've watched so little news probably maybe to a fault because I don't really know I don't really know everything going on every day right but sometimes I think that's okay like mm-hmm. I don't need to know every horrifying thing that happened in the world oh god no you gonna, don't I don't because I'm a person with anxiety anyway and I take everything you know to the crazy level so it's like I think for a person like me, it's probably good not to. Do you think um, that's why you're super into crime? Because you are so anxious, so you have to know everything about the crime? Uh, you know, that or, I just blogged about this. You know, maybe it's because my dad was a, co- is, was a cop. He's retired now. But yeah, like maybe because maybe it's in my blood. I don't know. Maybe you were actually meant to be a detective. Maybe in a former life, I was a detective. No, let's be honest. You were anxious all the, all the time. I'll tell you right now, if this radio <laughs> thing doesn't pan out... Uh, I want to do, I want to administer polygraph tests. Did you ever watch uh, Castle? No. Never? No. Okay. It Netflix, on, now I can watch it. Uh, I don't know. It was a TV series on ABC, but he was a writer and that was his job. And then they actually, the police department, I think went to him or he went to them for a story issue or something like that. And he ended up now like being part of the police force because he went along and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like that could be you. I could do that. <laughs> Someone from the police department call me up. No, it's not, like not in dream. a way that you need to be arrested. No. Not not like that. No, because I have irrational fears about getting arrested for do something you? I didn't do. So let me go in way back with the uh, 23 You and Me thing. Yeah. Do you not have an irrational fear about that? Because then everybody would have your DNA. Um, But I've done nothing. So, you know. But you could be framed. Did you not watch Netflix? Yes, but I know all about DNA. And I know that if they had me on file and it didn't match up with a crime that I didn't commit, I would get freed. In but, fact, what if, but what if they planted it? Stop it. <laughs> stop I'm it. I didn't you. even think about them planting yeah. it. Well, oh hi, have you not watched How to Make a Murderer? Make, well, no, no, no. I mean, but as far as like the 23 and me, like, do you but know what I mean? they could because well, now it's could. on file. Wow. Now what are they going to do with it? That's crazy. I'm just saying. No, but I just watched um, real quick and then we probably should wrap it up. But I will tell yeah, you should. a couple things. Um, I just watched the craziest thing on Netflix. Do you do that where you scroll? You don't even really know what you're about to get into, but you just mm-hmm. kind of. No, I usually end up watching Friends. Yeah, there's that too. Mm-hmm. 
The Fear of 13 is the name of it. Hmm. It is a documentary. I really don't want to say too much about it. If you're a true crime lover like me, you have to watch this. What I will say, it is a documentary. It's a very, just one of those up close, you know, him talking the whole time about his experience on death row. I really don't want to say much more because I didn't know where it was going. I'm like, is he going to die at the end? Does he get free at the end? Like, is he going back to jail at the end? And the way they film it, you really don't know. I don't want to say anything else, but if you're looking for something on Netflix, The Fear of 13, it's really good. I just read an amazing book while I was at the beach. I love how I'm at the beach. Everyone's reading romance right. novels and crap. I'm like reading these d- deep, like disturbing books. That explains so much. Um, the Sun Does Shine is the name of it. And it was an Oprah book club pick. And I generally trust anything that Oprah says in mm, life. Wow. So I'm pretty much a believer in all things Oprah. But she um, recommended it. And I thought, this is okay. And so it's a guy's uh, story. He was on death row for almost 30 years and was ultimately freed because of DNA um, evidence. He was cleared. He was not guilty of the crime. And oh, wow. He tells his whole, I mean, like details about his time on death row. It is riveting. I couldn't put it down. But I feel like that's happening more and more recently. Oh my gosh, it happens all the time. I didn't really think about, I mean, on death row, like you'd have to, I would want to be pretty certain as a jury member before I, you know, well, yeah, convicted I mean, someone anyway, hope. but then, you know, for, for death row, like you'd want to be real sure that that person did something really horrible and deserved to die. And I'm honestly mm. amazed the more I kind of dig into that topic, how many people have been freed because of DNA evidence um, that were on death row. It's, it's, it's frightening. But can you, ima- my whole thing is, girl, you know me, mm-hmm. if I was being arrested or charged or God forbid convicted of something that I did not do. You know me. I would be screaming at the top of my lungs, shaking people going, I didn't do this. And then they commit you to the psych ward yes. and they call you a nutcase. And then they're like, nope, she definitely did it. Look at, she's uh, mentally she's unstable. She's crazy. She's unstable. No, this is I'm not ama- helping your case. I'm amazed at like the, the, what happens, how they get broken down mentally to where they just accept, yeah. like, I'm not getting out of this. Like, this is this is my life. I don't know. It blows my mind because I would be freaking out going, I didn't do this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can see how it does happen. I'm yeah. not saying it, it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying I can see that it, I mean, it obviously does yeah, happen. I mean, it happens. It happens a lot. And I mean, so. I mean, if someone told you, you can never see your kids are mad Stop again. It. Don't even. I'm having palpitations okay, thinking so- about that. <laughs> Woo! Woo! We're wrapping this up. <laughs> Go have a margarita at Mexican whatever day. We're on when Mexican Wednesday. Bye. <laughs> Shaylee, thank you for coming in. No problem. This we is fun. again. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah, we covered like a million and a half topics. This is what we do. It is true. And you and I have, we know we both we have do this ADD, a lot. So this just, this is really just a day in the life of our <laughs> friendship, actually. The amount of bouncing back and forth was just totally normal. It's what we do. Um, I always like to wrap up with something positive, and I'm certain that I have an amazing quote that I have saved on my phone this week. Are you into quotes? You know, for social media, oh, yeah. we're talking about good things about it. I oh, do yeah. think that's one thing. Um, I do find a lot of good good stuff, and I'll just save it. Do you have, ever have a theme of your quotes? Um, what do you mean, the theme? Like, do just, just theme something that you, you read and you really like, or... You know, um, you know what? I just, I know I just, I like, there's just certain things. I don't know. We've all been through things in life. And I think there's certain quotes that just resonate, you know, with mm-hmm. us. Um, so I saved a couple and I'm scrolling my phone to find the quotes. Uh, there were a couple this week. One, and I think you'll relate to this. Respect yourself enough to walk away from anything that no longer serves you, grows you, or makes you happy. That speaks my soul. I know that speaks to your soul. You recently just uh, went through a situation. Well, that's another podcast. We'll have to come. I mean, here we are. We're 51 minutes in. We got to go. But um, I know that that speaks to you personally and me as well. But just if you're in a situation right now, just hear those words. Respect yourself enough to walk away from anything that no longer serves you, grows you, or makes you happy. And we're going to wrap up on that positive note. Feels like church. Bye, friends. Amen. You're listening to Real Life with Jenny Matthews. Check out Jenny's blog and more at JennyMatthewsOnAir.com.